Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. runner boy oh it's good that's what we call you behind your back these dogs are barking eric has a race coming up behind your back is like mean things um usually he you run here and then demand yogurt and then run away (laughs) it happened one time one time is all it takes for me to be forever scarred i brought brought my own yogurt too to be clear there was a lot of strange things going on that night there um, was. Yeah, that was a weird night for me. But anyway, yeah, you'll luckily you'll all get to it stop all hearing be worth me talk about running very shortly because if you win the race, oh I'm going to take partial ownership of the win because you were so weird that night. Okay, the only way I'm winning that race is if someone like poisons the well before. Um, you don't know who you're Wow, wow, with. wow. You, you wouldn't mind? You know I would for you. You I'd, know I I'd would I'd really for you. appreciate it. Um, before you got here, DJ Woo was giving me all the good running tips and stretching tips. Because y'all are the real pros well, and I'm just but a But I faker. literally would poison everyone for you. Like I was just, Thanks. I was just talking to Patty and she was like, you know what I always loved about you? She's like... I don't I don't mind name dropping this person. Actually, we're going to have to bleep it out, okay? Because I think people listening will know this person. Oh, my gosh. But Patty was like, ever since we were little kids, you hated <laughs> because <laughs> said I had big ears. And I was like, Patty, I fucking still hate <laughs> If I see a picture of her, oh, I'm like, fuck Because she said that about Patty? She said Patty had big ears in 1992, and and I'm not over it. And I will kill her. I will kill her. Wow. Anyway, I think we got to get going because we've got a lot to cover. Let's dive in. Um, I have a quick... um, some podcast stuff. This show notes time. Show notes time. Wait, why would you talk about a podcast? Stuff? I don't know. I think I just like. What does that have different. to do with our podcast? What does that have podcast? to do with podcast? <laughs> podcast? Um. Oh yeah. If it's podcast Something podcast, different. it should be n- about not podcast. It's a double negative. Okay, yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> um, I'm gonna be doing something crazy. This will be around. wild and new. Yeah. But I was listening to a show that we enjoy called The Big Ones. Mm-hmm. To remind you, they're the ones that have the tagline. Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? They try to answer questions like that. I literally oh, think about so this question funny. once a week. Yeah, at least. At least. Yeah. But they have um they received some advice on how to get people to sign up for their podcasts and why oh. they weren't maybe getting as many reviews on Apple Podcasts. <gasps> Interesting. I want you to hear it and All right. um you can let me know if you think we should adapt this. She had a lot of information for us, and she said one of the reasons why maybe women's podcasts don't get as many hits is because they put their, she called them asks, basically they're people begging for support and like rate and review us. Women tend to put those at the end of their podcast, and they say it like this. They go, if you like our podcast, it would really mean a lot if you rate and reviewed it. While men are more likely to put their asks at the beginning of the podcast, and they say things like this. If this is quality content. If you want this content to continue, you must rate and review us. Wow. So it's more powerful and people do it more. So we're going to today 
do a more um, masculine And request. also at the end, people drop off. She says you're getting 5% of your listeners by the end of the podcast. So you got to do it up front. Mm. If you do not donate to, uh, what, what, what are we asking? Yeah, we want people to rate and review us and tell their friends about the podcast. This is quality content. If you want it to continue, you need to tell your friends. <laughs> Otherwise, you will no longer be able to listen to this quality content. So what you are going to do right now is you're going to rate and review this podcast on Apple iTunes. You're going to tell five of your friends. You're going to open your phone right now. You're going to tell five friends that there is a podcast that you must listen to. And if you don't, a curse will come over your house. Okay, so <laughs> right up from the top, if you do not tell everyone a curse will come onto your house... Yeah. Give us a re- good review. If, what do if you think? You don't give, if you don't rate and review us, they're going to bury us alive. Right. What do you, so you like this then? You're on board? Oh, uh, I think it's With really strategy? interesting and it's funny because we definitely only ever do it at the end of the podcast and we're like, Please, if you have a time. Love you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, do it. I mean, it's, it's true that like when podcasts I love sincerely ask me to do it, I'm like, oh, right. Shoot. Of course I will right. because I love this podcast and I want it to do well. So maybe we do just need to be a little bit more like... Obviously, we don't have to go so far to the like straight bro extreme, but if you want more of this, yeah, like subscribe and tell your friends. Yeah, steal one friend's phone. Yeah, and give us a great yeah. review on their phone. So maybe it's part of our show nuts. It's just like yeah. it kind of. I guess it yeah, used yeah, to yeah. be. We can just say you know rate and review us on iTunes. It's it's an important part of right. how we can you know keep going. Or we're going to be murdered. Okay. Yeah. So. Great. Little incentive there. (laughs) Um, Do you have any more show notes? I have little to no brain capacity right now, which means I have little little to no show notes. Oh, my God. We're on the same page. Oh, my gosh. I love it. A brain drain. Oh, my God. This is a seal. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, let's move on to podcast challenge. Uh, Podcast challenge. I love that one. That's where we (laughs) challenge each other to listen to an episode or a podcast because we really like it or we think the other person would like it or because it's Bryce Dallas Howard related. Oh my God. Anytime. Yeah. Um, there are not <laughs> enough of those babies. Or if it's just <laughs> something some. we've never discussed. I'm yeah. Like, hey, how come we've never talked about this yeah. before? And last time you challenged me to listen to Teen Creeps. I did. Which is a great recommendation. Um, and remind me, you had heard of it. You had maybe even subscribed, subscribe, but you hadn't listened. Never listened. Yeah. Amazing. Growing up comedians, uh, Kelly Nugent and Lindsay Katai discuss the YA pulp fiction from their awkward neon youth. So it's like R.L. Stein, Lois Duncan, all those books that I read as a child. Yes. I books. This was like a perfect recommendation. Yes. And I listened to two episodes. The crap. They're very long. The oh, they craft are? How with long? Like one hour and 40 minutes, I think. Wow. The craft one. Yeah. The craft was with Oscar Montoya, and uh-huh. he used to have a podcast called The Disney Vault. Uh huh. And I love that, and I love Oscar. And also, The Craft, the movie, like, I've seen that, and I love it. Like, I was Yeah, excited. so spooky. And then I listened to Ira Madison the Third was on an episode uh-huh. with R.L. Stein's The Dead Lifeguard. I was a lifeguard. Oh, my stars. And a live one, but, like, I figured we'd have a lot in common. Prove it. Yeah, well, we'll back to the books. But um, (laughs) I and I enjoyed them. But I must say, if you haven't read the book, Mm. do not listen. Oh, because they read the book before. And no, they don't just okay. Let's listen to the Bechdel cast, and they give a summary of the movie at the beginning. Yeah, and it's very helpful. On this, it's like 
I didn't know what with dead lifeguard, no background. I had no idea what they're talking about. So honestly, it was a little hard to follow. Yeah. I would though look and see if you have remember these books, but a lot of them I don't. I was like, oh yeah, I read Fear Street something, but I don't. Forever ago. So it is really fun, but I think you really have to know the material. You got to do your homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the craft was really good. Everyone yeah. remembers the craft. And yeah. Oscar is great. That was the one I would recommend. But I am definitely going to pay more attention and look, like keep on listening. Yeah, based I really on books liked you've read. It. But just watch out. Watch out. Yeah. Do your homework. Wait, is the craft the movie where the five women are like walking like yeah. slow mo in a line? Women, but it feels oh, like five. Three, you're right. Three so women. Scary. Yeah, you're right. No, no, you're correct. I remember that. There's four women. Yeah. Oh my god, what? I just remember that cover so vividly in Mammoth Video. I know. You're thinking, <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, now it's my turn. I have one. For oh you. my god. I had such a hard time. I had to get DJ Wu's help in because I had so many. Oh, okay. There have just been so many new podcast lately popping up like like some of them like oh my god he clearly had to have seen been listening to this like i don't even know anymore there's just so many it's so exciting it's an exciting time it is but i decided to go with this podcast called you're wrong about have you Hmm. heard about that i don't think so did i even say that like a full sentence (laughs) um you're wrong about um hosts michael and sarah are their journalists obsessed with the past and each week they reconsider an event a person or a phenomenal a phenomenon (laughs) (laughs) they are phenomenal yeah (laughs) that have been miscast in the public image oh i like that um yeah yeah yeah. like a monica Lewinsky type of thing oh my god lorena bobbit yeah yeah, like so fun they just did a tammy gary hart one i didn't think i cared about that who's gary hart he's like this like politician oh great like tammy faye baker yeah um enron the challenge disaster the dingo's got my baby that was the one i started with uh roe v wade uh the duke lacrosse rape case like it's stuff that like it's really juicy and like stuff that you've never heard about these already very juicy stories yeah and a, a lot of these things tend to happen where we pick up information from headlines of articles and and like late night hosts talking yeah. about it and we never really get the inside scoop and like what really happened or i think you'll notice a theme that we blame the women in every story yeah and now we look back and we're like oh wait yeah. you know it's yeah. funny that's the, that they, that's what they should have called the podcast yeah poor women <laughs> anyway that's so great. I yeah. can't wait to listen to that. And I do you have an episode that you would point me to, or is it just based on which me, event I'm interested you know in? What? Lorena Baba is the first episode. Yeah. It has a Netflix special uh, or Netflix HBO mm-hmm. special out right now. And I know which, very little on that story outside of like the surface details. I think that would be a good one to start with. Yeah. Wow. I'm excited. I mean, as excited as a person can be about, about learning Lorena about Bobbitt. like the violent domestic. Yeah. Yeah. But you. Owe it to Lorena Bobbitt. You're right. It, it's the justice Lorena Bobbitt needs. You're so right. I do owe yes. that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good one. I can't wait to check it out. Enjoy. <laughs> you were you were wrong about. Is that what it's called? Say it again. You're wrong about. You're wrong about. Great. I can't wait. You're wrong about. I, it's hard for me because I'm like not wrong very often. It's, it's like, like you have to take it into the royal I you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, Lauren. <laughs> Never you. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about be, being wrong, but also being oh so right, should we jump into that time of the podcast where we make that money, honey? Um, you know, I really don't 
wasn't thinking we had time, but like we have to. I mean, honestly, like if there if we cut anything, we should just cut the intro or something. I know this can't be cut. All right, well let's let's dive in because it's a pri- priority. And now a word from our sponsor, Cold Turkey. Quick quiz for you, Lauren. What do you think Cold Turkey is? Is it a a time wasting sites and apps blocker? B, pre-refrigerated cold cuts that come in a refrigerated box, which is also pre-refrigerated. Or C, a cooling system for your pet turkey. Okay, well, not A, duh, that sounds stupid. (laughs) Clearly. B is too obvious. I choose C, Eric, a cooling system for your pet turkey. Well, you'd be right, Lauren. It is that. I mean, thank goodness. They were starting to refer to me as hot turkeys in the building because my little turkey guys get so overheated. And do you know what that makes them do? Attempt to mate with the living room vases. And do you know what that sounds like? It's awful. I mean, sure, I feel bad for them, but my number one concern is that they are embarrassing us in front of our neighbors. Cold turkey, enter stage left. That's a little theater reference for you. It's a refrigerated box. That's kind of just what it is. But, like, I need it, so take all of my money, cold turkey. It keeps your little turkey guys cold, which will keep things at home safe and peaceful. Please notice the dial on the side. Here's mine right here. You can control whether your turkey is cold, nippy, glacial, blasting, gelid, or penetrating. Cold turkey takes care of the rest. And let me tell you, I love a nippy, blasting, penetrating turkey. Don't we all? Enter discount code podcast 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 now, and Cold Turkey will include an accessory kit complete with fun decorations as your little that your little guys will love. The perfect way to spruce up your otherwise blank refrigerated box. So go on, get one. Oh yeah, they're forty thousand dollars each. So like, you can either pay off your mortgage, a boring, or invest in Cold Turkey. Thanks, Cold Turkey. Wow. I mean, thanks Cold Turkey for sponsoring us and giving us all that money. Yeah. But also thanks for um, giving us all the opportunity to hear you say nippy, blasting, penetrating turkey. Well, let, I just have to give you a pro trip because each turkey is different and each turkey will like a different setting. For okay. example, Gerald really prefer, prefers the blasting setting. Ooh, I whereas, love blasting turkeys. Yes, totally. Oh whereas Denise oh is much more of a fan of glacial. So it's just like get to know your refrigerated box and like what your turkey's needs are, I you know? say this product is a little confusing but i love it anyway thank you cold turkey yeah for some reason you were like giggling during that ad and i'm not sure why well well, i'll tell you when you're older (laughs) okay great perfect (laughs) wow thanks cold turkey cold turkey (laughs) um hey lauren can i tell you something yeah i have a clip what get out of here can i tell you about it kind of set it up and then play it and then can we talk about it let's see how that goes all right let's give it a whirl let's give it a whirl so this clip comes from the clip I was just mentioning. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the clip yeah, yeah. I was mentioning we're, we're from earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it comes from How It Is, which is a podcast from Hello Sunshine, founded by Reese Witherspoon, where women share their experiences on a variety of topics. Guests have included Lena Waithe, Roxanne Gay, and Jamila Jamil, discussing topics like work, play, money, and adventure. Um, on this episode, host Kelly McCreary, who currently stars as Dr. Maggie Pierce on Grey's Anatomy. That's like, she plays Meredith Grey's like step sister. She's a very big role, apparently. Um, she's chatting the show's with- show still on? Yeah, it's still on. Oh, wow. Isn't that wild? Go for- I think go, not girl. for very much longer. Like, I think, um, uh, who's the main actress? Um, shoot. Heigl? 
Have I ever seen it? No. Is it on Bravo? No. I don't know. Catherine Heigl was in the original cast, but she's not still on it anymore. The woman who plays the lead character is, shoot, oh, she's great. We like You're her a lot. You're looking at two people who, ne- you, anyway. you can look at us longer with those uh, eyes and we're never going to get I'm it. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, people are shouting at home or not. Anyway, uh, so host Kelly McCreary chats with her guests about the subject of home, both like the literal and abstract senses. I know, sweet, right? Um, her guests on this episode include uh, episode brain drain <laughs> um, include singer Michelle Zayner, journalist Liana Agashanian. Not sure if that's right. Um, and one of our podcast favorites, Phoebe Robinson from Tube Dope Queens and Too Many White Guys. So in this clip that we're about to play for your ears, Phoebe is discussing moving in with her boyfriend. They've been discussed. They've been long distance for a year when her boyfriend finally moved to L.A. So here she's describing the first time that their shared apartment felt like home. I think one of the first times the apartment felt like home was when we got our sheets from Brooklinen. I'm always just like, I'll get whatever, like, cheapy sheets. And he was like, Phoebe, this is our bed. You can, you don't need to be cheap when it comes to our bed. And so we got the Brooklinen sheets, and we had, like, been running around like crazy, like, traveling back and forth as we were, like, moving into the apartment. So it was just chaos for weeks. And then we got the sheets, and then we were so tired, and we got to bed, and we ordered pizza from Two Boots. He was like, do you want to watch romantic comedy? And I was like, yes. And we watched When Harry Met Sally in bed, eating New York-style pizza. You know, the first time we met, I really didn't like you that much. I didn't like you. Yeah, you did. You were just so uptight then. You're much softer now. You know, I hate that kind of remark. It sounds like a compliment, but really it's an insult. Okay, you're still as hard as nails. And I just was like, this is like what I want my life to be. And it was just like really one of those like great moments. If you have a good bed, you're just like, that's all you need, honestly. Um, I th- It's so funny because I'm so averse to like romantic comedies, but hearing her story, well, yeah. I get so squishy inside. Also, this was like, Harry Met Sally is so good, right? I know, I know. What's your and, favorite and, part? Sorry, this is a waste of time. What's of your favorite part? Harry Met Sally. Yeah. That it's this is like not entirely filmed in my neighborhood. Like your the old whole, neighborhood. Yeah, like yeah, it is yeah. like it is on our block. Yeah. Which is fun. It's like, oh, that's it like nineties New York. Oh my yeah. god, you should do tours. What's ka-ching, your ka-ching. <laughs> What's your favorite part of when Harry met Sally? Oh my god. Waiter, I would like some pepper on my pepper cush. I would not like to partake in the pecan pie. No, but the best part is when they're singing Surrey with the fringe on top. Sorry, I'm going to stop now. That is the best part, unarguably. Okay. Welcome to an analysis of when Harry met Sally. Um, But that's not the point. This was very sweet. Also, by the way, really quick, you called the podcast Too Many White Guys. I think it's so many white guys. I told you I have brain, brain drain. Brain. I did. Thank you for that. Thank no, you for I just correcting. wanted to bring that yeah, up because it's so not wrong. too many white no, guys. It's, not. it's just like so just many. So many so white many. guys. Well, it's also fun because on so many white guys, Phoebe always talks about her British bake off. Did you have you Googled his image before? No, is he a handsome man? I did man? for the first time. He's a very handsome man. Yeah, well, no surprise. She's a very I was gonna say handsome woman, but I she guess is. you don't use You're handsome. To say She's that. handsome. She's handsome and and 
beautiful. Oh my God, so many good qualities. We so don't have time qualities. to I list know, them all. We, oh gosh, that'll be a separate Welcome podcast. To, what is Phoebe Robinson? We could call it so many Phoebe Robinson compliments. I like that. Oh my God, I I'm like gonna pitch that. it to her. I bet she'll say yes. She would love it. Yeah. Um, well, I loved hearing about how she made her apartment her home, and it's a thing. Like when you move in with someone, you sort of like are figuring out like how to make this like these four walls like a special thing. What do you feel like you had that moment with this place? Because you've been here a while, and like. I don't know. I feel like it was just like immediate. Yeah. Honestly, I don't had. I didn't have a magic moment. Did you, DJ Wu? Maybe when we got a bed. Yeah. That's a big one. A bed and like yeah. um, we we stopped using the cardboard box as our coffee table. But right, I liked that right. a lot. I, don't I did know. too. Hmm. Actually, you know what? Maybe it was the moment when we set up Maybe. the cardboard box and watched. Maybe it remember was, when we had like boxes and then we flattened one out to like, lay on. Yeah, in here. Maybe it was probably was kinda, the, the first time something went wrong and we were like, "Oh fuck, we own this shit." Uh-huh. Time to get the the screwdriver out. Right. Oh, that too. It's on like, you. Yeah. What yeah. about you? I feel like for our latest place, um, all of our furniture, you know, was like old furniture, and so we just kind of like made it fit in this place, and it was like fine, and it like fit okay, and we like didn't paint right away, and it was like fine. But then a couple years later, we bought this like awesome sectional that yes, like fit perfectly can, and it was yeah. this waterfall of like well nothing else in our tiny living room kind of fit goes anymore so we took everything off the walls got a new coffee table put new stuff on the walls and it just felt like so fresh and nice and it felt like we had created it together and that's kind of when it felt like oh we really did a thing and this is like our space yeah your place is very like well designed and styled oh, i feel nice. like our place is just us like whatever we like to have around yours is also very stylish mm-hmm. we have different i think styles but yours is like very chic, very um, like minim- minimalist. It is. There is a never mind. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna comment on a thing that I got you. <laughs> well, there's a Christmas tree. Never mind. We just have a lot of um, uh, kitsch. But it's so your personality because you can have some kitsch if overall your place is like clean lines and minimalist. Well, Do you know it, what I mean? Yeah, it does feel like home. It works. It does. Yeah. But I must say, like. To me, home literally is just wherever Justin and Monty are. Yeah. Like, and actually, I felt home when I walked in this apartment and yeah. heard both of your voices. Aww. I just, I this is sounds so stuffy, but I just really think it's wherever the people are. Yeah. Like this place, sure. Like, yeah, but yeah. like every apartment I've ever lived in with DJ Wu has felt like home to me. And yeah. it's those people. I literally had a hard day at work, and like I heard your voices, and I was like, Aww. it's all okay. I'm <laughs> safe, and I'm in a womb. Like, yeah. it, that's what makes me feel at home. I love that. Well, you know what they say, home is where the toilet is. Yeah. Oh, is that, that what they that, say? I was going to agree like with you, that. but I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I feel like in New York, you do folks do tend to move around more often, right? And it's like you do when you enter an apartment or a building, you kind of get a feeling, right? Like you get a vibe as to whether or not like you could set up camp there. I like that. I like that experience. Yeah. I guess when I was looking for a house, literally every single place I was like, yep, sure. Yeah. You can picture it. Well, that's the other thing too, is there like you will never in New York find an ideal place. So I think we're more open to to making things work. Really good point. You're like, yeah. Oh, you gotta be flexible, baby. Because you've seen those dum-dums on house hunters who are like, um, oh the the beige is a little too beige, and I prefer light beige. Oh and you're like, God. what is wrong with you? Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. In this episode, they also discuss more abstract concepts of home, like outside of, like outside of a physical space. So for you, outside of like this home that you have with DJ Jaywoo, like what intangible things or non spatial things feel like home to you? And I think I can probably guess. A 
on the phone with my mom and my yeah. dad? Yeah. Is that what you were going to guess? I was going to guess your mom's cooking. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. But, but I guess I typically that's phone, at your parents' house where you Yeah. Go. I think it reminds me of my house. I think yeah. on the phone, like hearing their voices and communicating. Yeah. I talked to my father for three and a half hours on Saturday. Oh, and then stars. the next day, like I we talk about everything. Yeah. And I talk to my mom every day. Like yeah. that's, and I, uh, they, they don't know the saying, like call your mother. Like yeah. anytime I, I need help, like I call my mother. Totally. And it makes, it's just my, um, I feel very secure. I love that. What about you? Well, this isn't my answer, but you saying that makes me think of, I just want to talk about my training more. No, I, the other reason <laughs> I, the other reason I love my training is because I'll call my mom. I have this like, like hour and a half of time that I'm just like free, right? Like I'm going to be right. running. What else am I going to do? So I'll call my mom and be like, do you want to go on a run with me? It's so nice. Oh, or, or I'll call my sisters. Yeah. I always said I would do that with my dad. We would both be running. Yeah. Oh, that's like, really yeah. sweet. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Typically. Never, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's fun. It's like you just have a dedicated time and I call my mom and my sisters and I'm like, I'm like, keep me company and you know. I love that. Sometimes they'll be too winded to talk, but like just saying hey, out. Talk now. And it goes it goes so much it goes by so fast. Why don't you tell me a story? Exactly. For I'm a like while. Okay, there's a hill coming. <laughs> <laughs> I was like on a hill and like trying to sing a song from oh. Kimmy Schmidt to my mom and I was like, This is all a bad is, idea. It's but good training. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Just don't do it during your race. <laughs> I know. I it's know. okay. I'm gonna poison everyone, so it doesn't even matter what you do. <laughs> exactly. I'll win no matter what. Took me don't six drink hours. from the first water station. No, I meant to say, good point, good point. I don't drink at all during running. I don't either. Yeah, okay, good. I don't drink the morning of at all. I yeah, do no. not let a drop of water. No, it doesn't body. feel good in my body. Yeah. I just am too scared. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, if I, I will pee my pants in the middle of a race. I'm not oh. stopping. I am not stopping. So. Well, yeah, isn't that like not uncommon though? I feel like no one would judge you. I mean. Stopping? No, no, no. For for just oh, I think peeing you, while no, running. No, you get judged oh, for you doing do. that. I've seen the photos on the internet. It's my, not exactly okay. My first half marathon, someone just like pulled over because it was in a park. Someone just like pulled over, stepped maybe like three full steps into the woods off of the path and just was like peeing. No, I was like, you could have gone a little further. That was more polite than I would. <laughs> it was a man person. I'm not stop like i am not stopping i'm not no I'm not. so that's, that's why fine. i don't drink anything anyway anyway um i feel like the topic of home is on my mind lately because i got to visit my brand new niece recently in ohio and it was like i was sitting on my sister's couch with her in my arms and like my sister's puppy was like all curled up next to me and just like all my family's around it just was like so so good it's so moments home. like that where i'm always like what the fuck am i doing living in new york i know it's always but like then i get here and i'm like oh I like i love it here but it is like wait isn't this the point of life yeah like it is i know i shouldn't be telling you this because you're gonna move <laughs> right but like please don't, <laughs> don't move but like it is it's like um those moments are, yeah um they're they're tough to yeah leave. yeah you know what helps though is getting a bagel wherever you are and then you're like, oh, I gotta go back. We also we've been playing this game where on the way back from the airport we uh-huh. think about things that we're looking forward oh, to in our right. in our I home. Love that game. Yeah, it's I a good important game. game. Yeah. Even if you have to lie a little bit. Yeah, I love that game. Yeah. Well, if y'all want to check out this podcast, it's called How It Is. This episode was home and it's hosted by Kelly Mercury. Oh also, God. fun fact about Kelly Mercury. She's sort of a friend of a friend. Um oh my God. she was a part of this theater organization that my two really good friends created and that I was um, involved with. And so she was at my apartment for a game night when she, the day she found out that she got Grey's Anatomy. Stop it. Isn't that wild? Way to bury the lead. I know. Well, it wow. feels like it's not really my, it's not really my story. Like I have hung out with her, but I, I haven't spoken to her in years and years, but friend it's so fun of the seeing pod. her success. Yeah. There you go. Friend of the pod. Sold. 
Well, thank you. Hey, what if we did another thing where you this time found a clip and then you talked about it, you sort of set it up and then you played it and then we talked about it? That's a good idea. How fortunate that I brought one. Happen to have one? Yes. What is it? This is from a podcast. Have you ever heard of FTFY? No. Fix that for you. That's what it stands oh. for. Oh. And Let's think of 12 other things it could have been. Oh my God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the top of your head. Um, <laughs> it's a like data podcast. Yeah. So the, the, the tagline is, do you make, break, and tinker with things? Are you a seeker of unconventional wisdom? Do you think in algorithms? Then welcome to FTFY, also known as Fix That For You, a show about solving problems with data and algorithms. Um, in the first two episodes, they talk about how data can help um, deadly stampedes and diabetes. Oh. Um, I think you'll really like this podcast. It's it's cool. I, I happen to love data and data interpretation. It's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like taking fun problems. Yeah. And it, it's cool. So in this episode, they're actually talking about how we can use data to create plant-based food mm. that will eventually save the world. I believe this to be true. Yeah. The host, Cara Santa Maria, is inter- what a great name. She's interviewing Pat Brown of Impossible Foods, mm-hmm. the creator of the Impossible Burger. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how he didn't consult chefs to make this thing. He consulted data analysts. But then he also needed the human element to make the magic happen. And it's something that all data needs. After four years of research, Pat scientists had created a massive data set of what a beef burger tastes, smells, and feels like, and which plant products share those same characteristics. So you'd think they could just plug it into an algorithm. The problem with an algorithm is that if you're using some kind of deterministic algorithm, you have to know in advance a lot about how each of the components will perform. The very first time that we officially made a burger prototype, it was described by one of the tasters as tasting like rancid polenta. Rancid polenta. That's very specific and, I don't know, disgusting? I'm proud of that fact because I feel like that's what you do. You take the stuff you think you know, you use it to try to make something that's a test, you observe the results of that test, and then you say, okay, what's, what, what do we need to fix? What matters is how does it all come together in the consumer experience, which we can sort of predict to some degree from our data and make deliberate choices, but not well enough that it replaces the the sensory testing. Chris Davis agrees. In the end, the only method to measure whether or not food is good is to taste it. So I try to limit my vegetarian (laughs) rants to like every day I try to limit. But here's my... uh, rant punch card give it um put me down for one more um i just keep on hearing how people are insanely stressed about global warming and that there's nothing that we can do what on earth the world is over and then it's like what should we do and, and it's like well maybe you could eat a little bit less meat and it's like whoa anything but that you know people yeah. literally will do like anything to right. make a small difference and actually this is something you can do that will make a gigantic a big difference. one yeah you know, it reminds me of we were talking about r kelly how everyone's like <sighs> Eric Kelly's the worst. Don't listen to his music. And it's like, yeah, but I love Ignition. Can I just still like dance to Ignition at weddings? It's like, can no. you do this? Like, please. It's right. very important. Right. Um, it's, so, oh, go, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, and also I was reading an article about um, the amount of food that we will need to grow and create to sustain our world in like 50 years, as little as 50 years. And I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it was something like, you know, we'd have to, we would have to produce like, 
400% more food than we currently are producing in just 50 years. And, it's like, how? And here's a very easy, it's literally one of the easiest things we could do. Yeah. I know not everyone's going to do it, but if yeah. everyone just ate less meat, like yeah. it'd be really awesome. And it's something you literally just stop doing a little bit. Yeah. And people are like, no way. And I mean, I used to think that humans would see the day like after I died when I was yeah. a little girl, like, cause I've been a vegetarian since I was nine. I, I remember thinking, oh, when I'm like a long, a long time, way away, humans will, will not eat meat anymore. Yeah. And I think the idea will seem literally insane. But now I think global warming, global warming will kill us before that even happens. <laughs> yeah, so, probably. Isn't that ironic? But um, I also love this podcast because I truly believe that data is just so important. And if you don't have it, you just have a big organized mess of yeah. like all that you've learned. Um, I keep hearing about um, entrepreneurs talk about that on Masters of Scale. Um, but it seems to matter like no matter how advanced we get, the human element is so important. And that's what's so exciting about technology and emerging technology. We're doing all this stuff. Jobs, there are certain jobs like this taste tester. We're eliminating jobs, but there are certain jobs the human element is still so important. You can't reproduce. I was just on the New York Stock Exchange. I was invited with my company to go visit the floor. Wait, what? Yeah, we went to go see the bell get rung and like it was really cool. How cool? Yeah, and they were like, yeah, we have the best technology in the world. They have all these machines balancing the stocks. They're like, we can't figure out a way to not have a human right here doing these numbers we can't like they have everything at their fingertips they still need people in the new york stock exchange it's like so interesting to interpret yeah yeah because it's like you right first of all i loved hearing about oh right you just take all the you find all the plants that have the same properties as me and you combine those um but even if you can find the perfect combination of plants that on paper will tastes exactly like a burger you you need someone to to try it and to know for sure to be like that tastes like rancid polenta (laughs) which is a real bummer but it did make me want polenta oh my god even rancid (laughs) i love polenta um i have a quick question yeah why do you think more people aren't vegetarians and i I, i'm gonna Hmm. ask you a couple questions yeah because I also think there's a huge stereotype for men in particular. Yeah. And I it is changing, but I remember my dad was a vegetarian in the 90s. And yeah. that was like, what is wrong with your father? Yeah. And I even think it's probably like, I don't know if there's more gay men that are vegetarians. Like if that's more accepted because it's a feminine thing. I would what, bet. Give me your thoughts. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is that people don't think they will be full and satisfied on a strictly plant-based diet i really think people feel that way and i've heard that from a lot of people just like oh for me like if i didn't have meat in the meal like i just i wouldn't be satisfied which is not true unequivocally right like there's no person in this world whose body is made that you that i could not make you a plant-based meal that you would not feel full right true two i think there really is something to what you're saying about men feeling like it's a feminine trait to not eat meat that to eating meat is a kill meat, things. which is wild not eating or eating meat feels like a masculine quality and because so many men are extremely misogynistic and sexist they feel like a f- quality that a woman would have is a bad quality which is wild and actually where homophobia comes in right because men get mad that men are exhibiting female traits and that is wrong right even though like 
females are the strong. Anyway, right. we could we could go off on that. Uh, we, and and we have. Yes, and we have. But yes, I think that that's the other piece. I think that it 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 reads as feminine and weak, and men are insecure and toxically masculine. There's also the other part where vegetarians eat more soy, and soy takes away your testosterone. Like there's oh, so is much that bullshit. True? Yeah, yeah. It, I think DJJ was that true about soy? Does it cut down on your testosterone? I feel like I've heard that, but it might be from like insane people on yeah. the internet. Yeah, I don't know how true it is, but um, it's a rumor. They say hmm. it's supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to decrease your T levels. I'm going yeah. to imagine that if you eat so much fucking soy that you're bursting with right. soy. Like, Which, calm that's, down. That's how the other thing too. Is like I don't eat tofu really. I don't eat like fake meats very often, so I don't eat that much soy. No. You know, you don't. You don't, point being, you don't have to eat soy products to be a vegetarian. Excuse. People will. Yeah. F- People are just coming up with all these like very bold excuses yeah. and it's like, it's really not that hard. Yeah. It really isn't. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I, it's been easier for me. I'm very lucky because I don't, never really liked meat and I grew up whatever. Yeah. But it isn't that hard for us to eat less. And so. it's definitely, to your point, it's been easy for us. We live in a city where it's very accessible. We have income that allows us to buy, you know, fresh produce <laughs> and a lot of folks aren't in that position. There's a vegan Mexican restaurant across the street <laughs> exactly. that has the best cheese. Exactly. Um, is there something you miss that you wish they could perfectly recreate? I used to miss stuff like in the first year, but not anymore. Yeah. It's now anything meaty is pretty unappetizing. Yeah. I feel kind of the same way. Yeah. Um, and then quickly a list of animals that are vegetarians. Oh, I love this. Elephant, rhino, hippo, bison, wildebeest, horse, manatee, deer, yak, and some whales. Wow. And those are some like, you know, hardcore animals. Yeah, those are badasses. Yeah. Um, I feel like we should come up with like a, what's it called when there's a letter for each, like a way, a monomic phrase oh, to yeah, like remember all of them. Cause it's going to come in handy to know that. It is going to come in so handy. The listeners are rewounded a few times yeah. and are listening. Yeah. Anyway. Can we add um, vegetarian dinosaurs to that list? Oh my god, yes! That that's first. Those big old beasts. Oh my god, were eating, just crunching on some leaves. <laughs> they sure were. They're the first. They yeah. started the trend. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, listen to fix that for you for more fun stuff. This was a good one, combining like sciency things and vegetarian so vegetarian-y things. Have you tried the Impossible Burger? I have. Have you? No. It's really good, but it's very heavy. And like what we were just talking about, like yeah. it tastes like meat. And like, I, yeah, I don't think I'd like that. I, I must say it's, um, I have only had it a couple times. I, yeah. I've had it at home. My mom and dad cooked them. At, I think I've had them in a restaurant once. But yeah. It's, I like a more vegetable based yeah, right. burgers and stuff. Like, um, but it is, it the the thing is, I'm so grateful for it because it's getting meat eaters that's what I want. Oh, yeah. It's getting yeah, people yeah. meat eaters. You're right. It's not for us. No, it's yeah. really not. It's for someone who might substitute it's, their beef burger for it's this. It's for people that are like, yeah. I yeah. refuse to <laughs> eat was yeah, like to a stuff. mushroom burger or something right, right, right. or like a barley or a quinoa yeah. or whatever. Um, okay. Good one. Let's move on. Should we jump into our segments? Yes. Okay. My first segment is... Um, it's a new one. It's a brand new segment. Oh my god, I love brand new segments. So tie your laces tight. I don't know what that means. Oh my god, we'll do. Um, 
it's the segment is called memes as political allegory. Wow. Okay. Go yeah. On, go on. This feels like a segment that's going to get a lot of use, if you know what I mean. It's kind and it's of a not cliche. specific to okay. this specific clip. Okay. <laughs> it is a cliche. Um, all right. So, you know what? You love it. This segment comes from comedian Nicole Byers' hilarious podcast, Why Won't You Date Me? Um, all about her dating life and the dating life of her guests. So, on this episode, her guest is Elliot Glazer who you might know from Broad City or New Girl. He's a very funny comedian who happens to be the brother of Ilana Glazer, also of Broad City. Do you know Elliot Glazer? I'm sure you do. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm the one that introduced you to his podcast. Is that? Oh, you're right. Uh-huh. That's true. I forgot about his podcast. Yeah. What's it called again? Um, I'm blanking on it's it. It's the one that goes, with we're two gay, other guys. who cares? Oh, no, wait. I, I have, it have it written in, in the... You're making it worse. <laughs> It's one that goes, it's literally, we're here, we're queer, who cares? who cares? It's the next line of my show notes. Mm-hmm. I have it right here. And he has his very own podcast called You're Making It Worse, all about contemporary gay life. And what I is love, wrong with me? I love, it's a great podcast. It is a great podcast. It's so funny. They have a, sorry, they have <laughs> no. a segment where they're like, at the end, it's like, what would my aunt say about this <laughs> podcast? Because they all have these like Midwestern aunts who would be yeah. like, what? Anyway, huh? Like, Why can't segment. you just say, talk about nicer things? Yeah, that's one. <laughs> Um, okay, so in this clip, Elliot and Nicole are discussing the difficult task of trying to understand folks who support our current administration. I know it sounds like a bummer, but trust me on this one. Uh, what was Obama's look? It was a um, Yes, we can. Yes, we can and change or whatever. Change. And it was like, make America great again. Yeah, it's a great slogan. Yep. And then Hillary didn't even have a slogan. And then yeah. Homegirl did not even campaign. She literally <sighs> campaigned on like, this is my time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. Like, That's not how you do it. Yeah, you can't just do it that way. But also, but also, I was like, he, I don't know. I, I guess in my head, I was like, it's like the that dress. Remember that? Like that dress where it was like, is it black, black and blue or mm-hmm. white and gold or whatever? That was really weird. It was white and gold. I only saw black and blue. <laughs> I didn't. I couldn't even f- see a glimmer of white and gold if I, I stared see it hard enough. A glimmer of black and blue. That's so that crazy. It's so crazy. But that to me is Trump, where it's like I look at him and I uh-huh. see blue and gold, or I see like you know orange and mm-hmm. deeper orange, huh. and everyone else sees you know these people who see they see they look at him and hear him. And they see this like superhero, a man of the people, and it's yeah. like he's disgusting, he's terrible. Um, okay, <laughs> so this combines all of my favorite things. One, politics, two, new perspectives, and three, that blue, black, white, gold dress. Do you know how obsessed I am with that? I We've never talked about this. If you all have not, do if you don't know what this reference point is of the blue, black, yellow, gold dress, you have to stop this podcast right now, delete it, delete iTunes, delete right. your phone, and Google on your desktop blue black dress because it is a phenomenon. It's this thing where some people see this photo of a dress and it looks clearly blue and black to them. And some people see the photo of this dress, same dress, same photo, and see it clearly white and gold. It is wild, but it's so true. It's like we're all looking at the same administration, the same president, and one person is seeing blue and black, or as Elliot said, orange and whatever, and one person is seeing white and gold. And that's honestly helped me to understand folks who are like passionate about this administration you know like it's he is radical he is change and it speaks to them in the way that obama spoke to me it's also very helpful because it's just like stop trying to rationalize yeah, their thinking right you're not gonna see just, the black yep. and whatever you, you know will never see the white you're not gold. gonna hear lonnie or yeah. laurel or whatever yeah, just, yeah, i can't yeah, i can you i've not got <laughs> to these trends if you don't know that what lauren just referenced the yanny and laurel thing 
go listen to that because it's the same thing but but audio so it's like one audio clip and some people hear yanny and some people hear laurel and people get like fighty about yeah, it yeah yeah like, it has broken up marriages yeah I mean, it's, probably marriages that needed to end anyway, but like, it was like the last year. You're right. You're really right. Um, I also, I want to stop talking about 45 now, but I never want to stop t- talking about that picture. I just, I just could talk about it for the rest of my life. That's, I didn't know this about you. Oh, I love it so much. It really makes me happy. Which one did you see? Blue and black. The cracked one. Because the dress is blue and black. I think that's what I saw. Yeah. I don't remember. Did I'm you not, I, saw, I saw blue and black. Good. I'm good, not, good, good. Okay. Woo. We, we talked about this before. But I think Alan saw I think Alan saw yellow and gold. Well, I know. There's always divorce. Okay. It's so true. All right. If you want to listen to this whole episode, check out Why Won't You Date Me. This episode was All Things Panties with Elliot mm. Glazer. <laughs> Unfortunately, this title is not called All Things Panties. But this segment is called I Made It Up. It's, oh, my God. I, oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. It's called Super Bowl Summary Time. Oh, yeah. The Super Bowl was kind of recently. That's true. I don't know when you're hearing this. I watched it intently with oh, all of my eyes I for mean, the whole long minutes. Even if you, I mean, it's like everyone was bored by it this I, year. I, I mean, a lot that. of times, lot, it is exciting. some people are only bored. Um, <laughs> and also the thing about the commercials, it's like we've already seen them all by the yeah. time. Like, I don't even know what the point is anymore. This yeah. show was awful. Anyway, whatever. Um, this is actually a clip from Natch Butte, my favorite. Yes, yes, yes. I guess it's my girl, Jackie J., Bargain Bin Beauty with Roz Drezfelez. Are you familiar with Roz Drezfelez? I think I'm familiar, but will you remind me? Drag it's queen. A character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah who has actually drag a new queen. podcast I almost recommended you called Ghosted. It's a uh, drag queen who has a spooky podcast. Oh, what? Shit, I should have recommended this to you. I thought for sure you would know about oh, it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you can, you can still recommend it to me. Go back. Yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway, but um, I really was looking up Roz, and I think I, didn't, I, think I found my drag queen that's so funny wait do you not have a drag i mean did I, you not I've previously identify with, identified with one and i yeah. think mine wow. um her style is just very like cheap bargain bin fun you know like uh-huh like uh-huh, old uh-huh. 80s secretary you yeah, know what i mean like, a little, like campy campy pa- campy campy yeah. um, shoulder pads yeah. whatever like uh, oh if you're into uh, this leopard print whatever i have i have lots of others for you oh Please who who have a similar you. aesthetic? Please yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, unfortunately, Roz is not uh, super uh, prevalent in this clip. Sure, sure, sure. This is just Jackie J going off on the Hyundai Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> Did you see it? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? No. Um, they have this commercial called the Elevator, which you may look up if you wish. Yeah. Um, but it's just Jason Bateman is in an elevator buying a car, and he's taking people on this elevator where every floor there's something annoying. And inconvenient that no one likes, like sitting in the middle seat on an airplane or having the sex talk with oh, your parents. Oh, I did see this. Or getting a root canal. And yep. one of them is vegan dinner parties. And <sighs> I just stick with my theme of vegetarianism and uh-huh. saving the world. Um, I'm just going to play this clip of her really not appreciating that vegan jokes in Super Bowl commercials. <laughs> So Hyundai did this fucking commercial. They think they're so clever. Jason Bateman, you know, he had his own issues last year, okay? So Jason Bateman's in a damn elevator with all these people, and he says, hey, 
uh, what are you doing? They're like, we're buying a car. And he's like, oh, good luck. And so basically the bit of the commercial is he takes everybody um, down an elevator and every floor is like an annoying, inconvenient thing that nobody wants to do, such as get a root canal, uh, sit uh, in the middle seat for a six-hour flight, have the sex talk with your parent. And what's one of the floors? Vegan dinner party. That's right. Hyundai felt the need to completely make fun of vegans and everything that we're doing to help the planet by calling us out as, you know, having an inconvenience, something annoying that you have to do is eat vegan food, okay? Now, listen, there was a lot of blowback from this commercial. And uh, they even, like, started backpedaling and, like, tweeting out vegan recipes the next day. But this is all I got to say. Y'all know I can take a joke, okay? I can take a damn joke. But you know what I can't take? A joke that's not funny, okay? That segment could have also been called Rantalicious. <laughs> um, I do I like... Lo- by the way, I love her rants. Oh my she God. can rant anytime. I love it all. I, but I do... I like this because vegan jokes are just lazy. Yeah. I'm giving a good one and I... You know, but like... Right. Just, I'm also not a vegan, but like... It's not like I'm just like, I'm a vegan, so I don't like vegan jokes. Right. I just... They're lazy. Yeah. Um, Wait, what do you think... What do you think the intention of the... Why, like, why in the commercial is a vegan dinner party such a bad thing? It's because it's like the easiest thing to make fun of. No, but what's the what's the reason you don't want to go to a vegan dinner party in the commercial? Oh, because like the food will be bad. The food will be bad. That's my. That's what. Or I was the thinking. people will be annoying and pushing their lifestyle on yeah. you, and making you feel guilty that you're not. Yeah, vegan. yeah, yeah. Because I think that's a lot of the reason. Like people assume that. I think it's because people feel guilty. People do feel people because do you experience this? Anytime you tell someone you're a vegetarian, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm like pretty much a vegetarian. Like, so it's sort of like I'd like never eat meat at home. And I sort of like I only cook. Oh, I I, I almost like salmon. And I I could be I could easily be a pescatarian. And you're like, girl, I do not care. You do. You live your life. You started this. Exactly. People feel this innate guilt. I'm always like, well, I use a lot of towels at the gym. So like I feel like I'm destroying the environment in other ways. You know what I mean? Like I try to like hit the balance out that carbon footprint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I liked it because there's a Seinfeld joke actually where Jerry's dentist is making a lot of Jewish jokes. Oh, gosh. And they're really bad jokes. And he's like, yeah. I'm not offended as a Jew. I'm offended as a comedian. Right. <laughs> and it's like, she's not offended as a vegan. She's offended as a she's comedian. She's just like, it's lazy writing. Yeah. And another one of the floors was jury duty. That's fucking lazy. That's jury true. Duty is a yeah, good that's thing. true. Fuck off, Hyundai. Fuck oh, off. That's a good point. Yeah. Fuck you. Civic duty. Anyway. That's Thank funny. you, Jackie. Thank you for... No, this is an important message. I'm really glad to hear someone really saying it. And not yeah. just like kind of saying it, like really saying Hitting it. it all the way home. Woo! <laughs> I love it. That was a good one. Thanks. I, I want to go back and rewatch that commercial because I did I did see it now that you're describing it, but I don't I've purposely I not watched it because I don't want to yeah. give them the click. I thought the Pepsi commercial was pretty cute. I don't remember. It was like Steve Carell. So the idea is someone sitting in a diner and the server comes up and they're like, you know, what what do, what, what do you want to drink? The person's like, can I have a Coke? And they say, is Pepsi okay? And Steve Carell's like in the next booth and he stands up and he's like, okay, okay, is, you know, blah, 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 fluffy rainbow unicorn ponies okay? Like blah, 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 saying like it's just, you know, it's more than okay basically. And then it it's like pans to the di- behind the diner bar and it's like Lil Wayne and he says like okay and then it spins around and Cardi B walks into the diner and she's like oh grrr, and like walks it's just like all very like n- nonsensical Ridiculous. and kind of funny yeah I like that yeah and I prefer Pepsi to Coke so I'm with I them used to. Pepsi's more than okay I, yeah I, I used wow. to when I liked soda Coke Coke has like a little bit of an acidity a heavy acidity yeah 
that I and that Diet I Coke is the worst thing that has ever been made. Taste wise or for your body, you mean? Taste wise. Yeah. It's like, ah, uh, never mind. That's another rant time. I know. And I feel like I'm looking at eyes that do not agree with me. No, 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 no. I, I do not. I do not really prefer diet sodas, but I've kind of gotten used to them just because if I'm doing like a mixed cocktail or something like i do a diet because oh. i don't want the calories yeah. but but diet dr pepper is banging well that's true why it's can't a good point diet coke do that diet coke tastes like it's killing your throat and you know what else is banging huh. those big old machines where you can customize whatever oh you God. want I fucking love that and so you can get like oh, a, mis- so a pib extra but a diet pib extra with cherry flavoring is that why you love the movies so much you that, don't even like movies that do and popcorn you? no sure don't yeah oh my god <laughs> let's not forget about the popcorn though. oh my right. gosh so uh, good. let's not forget about the popcorn mm-hmm. says monty whose new favorite food is popcorn he, loves he catches popcorn. it in the air in you know what i should bring uh fairway the um grocery store near me makes these giant bags of popcorn for like two dollars and they're so good i should bring you some I'll bring you some fairy popcorn. Yeah, you'll kill Monty. That'll be great. You know, I, I leave Don't it up to him crazy. to portion control. Oh my God. Good I, luck with listen, that. Listen, I'm not Bloomberg trying to like reduce the soda sizes yeah, and. He would just <laughs> up. Um, should we move on to segment? Let's segment? do it. Segment, segment, y'all, is when we talk about non podcast related things that we're super jazzed about because we're dynamic people with dynamic interests. We have other interests. Yeah. I want DJ <laughs> Jaywoo to go first because he started dancing when you saw the ah, segment. So I think he's excited about his. I really like yours. I couldn't remember if I actually uh, said this earlier. Um, I don't think so. But mine is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And I know that's been out for a while, but I'm more excited because it comes out in a week on streaming yeah. services. So like, so Monty can watch it. Yep. Yeah, we're going to watch it Popcorn? like five times wow. the day of. I guess I'm going to watch it but then. But it's got really good animation. <laughs> I've heard it's so cute. The yeah. writing is really good. Yeah. And we the soundtrack it. is killer. Yeah, everything about it. It's yeah. the total package. We loved it. It's we fun. had such a good time. Did you? Yeah, it's definitely way better than what you're expecting yeah. from like an animated yeah, yeah. Spider-Man Oh, movie. for sure. Yeah. If I can sure. watch it here, let's watch it. Yeah. I think, you'd, I think you'd appreciate it for sure. Cool. Thanks. Good one. Good one. Okay, P, what's yours? Um... I'm trying to stay on theme with like vegetarian food and shit yes, today. Yes, yes. Well, I, okay, this all started because we were at a wedding in Amsterdam. No, in Sweden. Sorry. I don't uh-huh, even know the uh-huh. difference. And of course, the <laughs> wedding reception was at uh, a American barbecue restaurant. No. And I was like, what am I going to be able to eat? Well, they had jackfruit barbecue. Ooh. It's like, that was the meat replacement. Oh, that's awesome. And I was like nervous. I was like, jackfruit sounds like fruit. I don't like fruit. Well, guess <sighs> what? Jackfruit is fucking delicious. It doesn't taste like fruit. It's scrumptious. What does it taste like? It tastes like kind of like a almost a fake meat, but it's not. It's, it's a great wow. meat substitute. So I've been eating it. I've been snacking on it. And putting it in salads, you could put it on anywhere where pulled pork is required, yeah. or in like fajitas. Yeah, it's so good. There's two kinds um, that I buy. There's a barbecue and a chili lime kind. Wow. And I just like really don't think people know about I it. I do not know about it at Look all. Look in your refrigerated section like, where the vegetarian food yeah. is. I highly Jack recommend fruit. trying it. It's I never would have purposely bought it. It's and I'm really sure good. it's healthier than some of the other meat substitutes. Yeah, definitely. It's not. It's not it's like processed. More, um, really. Right. Yeah, it's more natural. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good one. It's delicious. I can even give you some on the way out the door. I'll throw it into your mouth. What is it? Do you mind? What does it look like? Um, it looks like pulled pork. A, no, but as a full fruit. Do you know what I mean? Or no. like, what does the plant look like? I'm Googling it right We're now. All Let's Googling. see. Oh, yeah. That looks familiar. Oh, sure. 
Oh, super interesting. <laughs> I feel like, like I've I feel like I've seen that before on like a travel show. You yeah, know, I don't like that. I don't. I didn't want to know it looked like that. I don't oh like that. no no oh sorry like he that. looked up dragon fruit accidentally. That's like different. That. Okay, thank you. It's not what it okay, what yours why is. Why did you do that to me? Okay. <laughs> I don't like how it looks. Okay. Oh, your turn. My turn. My segment segment is um, a TV show on Hulu that me and Alan, we've already talked to you about this, but have gotten so into called Pen15. And it's written by these two women, uh, basically about their seventh grade experience, but they play, you know, two young women going into seventh grade and they're BFFs forever. Um, And the two women are like maybe 30 or so, but they're playing seventh graders and all the other seventh graders are played by age-appropriate seventh graders so it's just very funny it's so perfectly awkward and like captures the world of seventh grade in 2000 year 2000 the soundtrack is so funny the two they they are just very very funny so i would highly recommend checking out pen 15 on hulu i must say the soundtrack is perfect yeah it's really good yeah it it brings you back it does it does does. did you all watch it this weekend yeah we watched a couple episodes (gasps) yes it's it's fun like yeah i i don't know would you like to comment on your... No. Oh, <laughs> you do not feel as favorably about it? I'm not going to say anything. Wow, we'll talk cool. offline. I feel I like I'm it. the only yeah, it's one... Yeah, that's great. I'm not done giving it a chance. Well, that's what I'll yeah, say. Yeah, good. I'm not done giving it a chance. I just think they it's incredible how good they are at being awkward seventh graders. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> I don't like TV. It's fine. I know, it's true. You know what I do like, though? This podcast? This podcast. Oh my God, it feels like home. And you all. Oh, it feels like home. Thanks for listening. Listen and subscribe or they'll come burn our house down. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks to our editor, Kara, and to all of you. Unless you didn't rate and review us and then no thank you. Take it back. Bye. Bye. Bye.